You're listening to episode number 71 of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. In today's episode, I can't wait to introduce you to Tina Forsyth. Tina is a leadership coach for online CEOs who want to build a high-performing team. She is also the founder of the International Association of Online Business Managers, which is the home of certified OBM training. As a recovering control freak, she intimately understands the journey from I have to do it all myself or it won't get done right to being brilliantly and beautifully supported by the right team. In today's episode, we dig deep and dive into this idea of growing a business that's bigger than yourself and how to build mental toughness when things get hard and finally relinquish some of that control and build that dream team we're all looking for. So if that sounds good to you, let's jump right into today's conversation. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to maximize your productivity and find peace in motherhood and business. That way you can have time for the things that really matter, like binging your favorite show and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey, Tina. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today and can't wait to chat with you about building mental toughness and the critical mindset shifts that we as entrepreneurs need to run a successful business. But I would love for you first, before we jump into this, to introduce yourself to our listeners and let everyone know who you are, who you live with, and what you do. Yes. Thanks for having me. Um, I am Tina Forsyth. I I love the question of who do you live with? <laughs> <laughs> I live with two teenage girls who that's always entertaining. Um, that, and I also live with two large dogs and three cats. And so uh, a bit of a zoo in my house. Um, I, I, I have an online training and coaching company where uh, I work with folks who are in leadership positions to really grow and expand their business in whatever way, shape or form they'd like to do that. I love that so much. So I would love for you to first kind of share with our listeners and kind of give us this idea or this picture around what mental toughness means to you and why do you think it's so important that we begin to build this early on in our businesses and then of course throughout our journey. Yeah, mental toughness. It's I I remember years ago somebody talking about this concept of um you know business is really being in business is very much a personal growth journey. 
um, as much as it's a strategic and tactical and so on type of journey. And I know that's been very, very true for me. I've found I've been in business now since 1999 is when I started my company. And there's been many versions of what I've done over that time. Um, but really, it's it's been one of the most challenging areas of life as far as who I am and who I want to be and learning about myself, the stuff I may not like <laughs> about myself <Right. laughs> at times, you know, all of that. We live in this world where personal growth is very important to many of us, of course. Um, and truthfully, being in business, it's just one of the best personal growth journeys out there. And the mental toughness piece, it I, I remember years ago, I wrote a uh, I wrote an article talking about this idea of how this concept of, you know, just love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. And it's like, no, that's not what this is necessarily. <laughs> like right? there's there's a lot out there I find in in the success world, in the small business world, uh, even in the world at large that talks so much about this idea that it is supposed to be easy and it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be like smooth sailing and, and all of these things. And that just has not been my experience. And not to say that, you know, not to paint some bleak picture, because by no means is it has it been a bleak experience, but it's been this idea of expecting that things are supposed to be simple and easy and smooth sailing. I see where and how that gets in the way for so many people. That gets in the way in the early, early days of starting our business uh, when we're just figuring out what we're doing and who we're working with and what we're offering. It gets in the way at every stage of growth, every time we want to take our business to the next level, because like growth is challenging, growth is hard. And if we're expecting it to be easy, then we can really easily get stuck there and or yeah. stop there. And so mental toughness is at its base, you know, at it, in its base kind of form, if you will, mental toughness to me really is expecting that it's going to be hard and challenging at times. Like that's almost step number one here. If we don't expect it to be hard and challenging, then when we run into the challenges, when we run into the tough parts, when we run into the moments that are like not fun and we wish we didn't have to deal with them, then it can be really easy to get stuck, to stop or to start looking around for something else thinking, oh, this must not be it. You know, I'm going to go over here now. Right. And I think that totally plays a role in why business owners, especially newer business owners, they are kind of more willing to invest in business education, but they're not so much willing to invest in personal development yet because they don't understand the importance. Do you Have you experienced that as well? Yeah. Or, you know, what I'll see happen quite often is, and this is truthfully, I've seen this all along over the years because I've done various forms of training and coaching now for close to 20 years. Um, but even more so in recent years, I see this more and more often where people will jump around 
a lot, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they'll go down a certain path or they'll look to go down a certain path uh, of building their business in a certain way. They'll get to a point where it's like, oh, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. I didn't realize like, oh, I didn't realize I'd have to like sell yeah. <laughs> or learn how to sell or, <laughs> or talk you know, on the things. phone. <laughs> yeah, I got to right. talk to people on the phone. Like <laughs> all of these things that, you know, most of us are not excited or thrilled <laughs> about doing. It's, it's a challenge for most everybody at different stages. Um, but I've seen a fair amount in recent years where, People will will hit those obstacles, hit those tough points, essentially, in their journey, and then they'll just turn around and look for something else instead. Right. So instead of looking for a way to work through that, they'll, they'll be like, oh, wait a minute, this got really hard. This is harder than I thought. This is not what I expected. Maybe I'm supposed to go do something else instead. And then they'll hop over to the next thing. And then they might do it again. And then they might do it again. Right. And so it's it's like you're saying, sort of this fundamental piece of we just have to deal with. And if we especially through that personal development lens, like we need to learn how to deal with, OK, how am I going to show up and work through the tough stuff with yeah. this? Because as long as we're not willing to do that, uh, I don't care what business you're in. I mean, you're just going to get stuck like exactly. somebody could be doing e-commerce, somebody could be doing training, somebody could be working as a service provider. You know, I do a lot of work with folks who are uh, online business managers and, you know, who are in other roles as service providers, along with the coaching, consulting, et cetera side. And it's just, it doesn't matter what the role is. Things are going to get tough at a certain point. And yeah, there's no end to the strategy. There's no end to the steps. Like you can buy, you can buy all the strategy you need these days for like 27 bucks off right. a Facebook ad. And that's not the problem. It's the actually sitting down and doing it, which is yeah. the discipline that so many business owners lack. Yes. Yeah. There's sort of that idea of who am I going to become? through this business. Like that doesn't necessarily get asked as much as it could be getting yeah. asked along the way. It's so much about the who, or it's so much about the what, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Um, there's also a lot of course marketing focused around like, how am I going to show up online or am I going to do this that way or this way, or in our world of social media and various things too, there's a lot of the outward um, you know, showing up that happens, but this, this fundamental who of like, who do I want to be? You know, who am I going to be when I wake up one day and I'm thinking, Oh, I call these my, I want to go get a job days. It's like, and, mm -hmm. and I have them of course on a regular right. basis. As, <laughs> still, as do all of us. Right? <laughs> still 20 plus years into the game, right? I'm still having these days where it's like, Oh, I wish I could just go get a job, you know, right. like, okay, who am I going to be yep. in those days? Who am I going to be in the moments where we had an experience earlier this year in one of our communities where we had some very unhappy clients in one of our programs and this came out in a not overly pleasant way, um, you know, that some of this was shared. It's like, okay, who am I going to be? 
in those situations when these scenarios come up and they're tough and they're challenging and you know we wish we could just go to bed and pull the covers over our head or yeah. <laughs> make it disappear yeah <laughs> yeah yeah cuz you know i i fundamentally i really don't believe that business is meant to be easy right i don't think it's meant to be easy i think it can be simple yeah. Um, but like anything that's worthwhile in life, there is something about going through the challenges and going through the tough stuff that gets to really reveal who we are. I definitely agree. And this kind of leads me to this next question that I have for you, which is, I think so often when we're starting out in business or maybe we have been in business for a while, but we haven't really made that leap yet to take our business seriously. It's really hard to think about the bigger picture and it's really hard to think about, you know, business beyond ourself. So why do you think it's so important that we build a business bigger than ourselves? And maybe what are some steps that we can take to start to make that happen? Yeah. You know, in, in the earlier days of my business, I probably, so about the first 10 years of the business, it was just me working as a solopreneur, essentially, right? Like working one-on-one -on -one with clients in various roles. And I didn't, it was probably about 10 years into this business journey where I was talking with a friend one time. I would, during that time, I always referred to myself as being self-employed. And I was talking with a friend one day and, and she called me an entrepreneur, and I was like, what? Me? No. Like, I'm just kind of doing this thing, right? It was, I had already been doing it for 10 years full time at this point, right? Like, <laughs> this is all I was doing was working in my business. But in my mind, I was just kind of doing this thing, going with the flow, you know, working with some great clients. But I never, I didn't really take it that serious, for those yep. first 10 years, like it was just kind of, oh, hey, you know, uh, chugging along here with this. And and I remember when she said that to me, she was like, wait a minute, like, no, you're an entrepreneur. You've done this. You've done that. I mean, at th that point, I'd already written a book, I think, like I'd started some training programs like I was doing some uh, some very businessy right. <laughs> things, if you will. Um, and I just wasn't seeing it that way. And so that became a, at that stage in the business, it was like, wait a minute, like this is a for real business. I think some of us will start our business maybe on the side. Like there's a lot of amazing ways these days, of course, to, to start something as a side gig. Um, some of us might start a business, say, you know, when we have smaller kids or when we're looking for some flexibility and we might have it in our mind that it's just a bit of an in the meantime business, right. like, hey, I'll just do something like this for a while. No big plans around it. Um, but there does come a point in time where we get to decide whether or not we want to build a business that becomes bigger than just us. So, you know, and I'm not, I'm not here to say everybody has to do that or should do that. I think there's a ton of value and a ton of opportunity out there for anyone who wants to do like one on, you know, one-on-one -on -one solo provider type of work, right? Whether it's as a, you know, it could be a VA or an OBM or a coach or a consultant or a tech person or a copywriter or marketing or whatever. There's all kinds of stuff 
out there that we can be doing that could be, you know, hey, just me solo getting hired by folks to, you know, work on different contracts and projects and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, some of us find this point. I know for me, it was around 2009-ish. My kids were one and three at that time. And I just remember that summer. So that would be like 12 years ago now. um, I just remember that summer getting, I called it getting the itch, which might sound a little weird, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not that itch. No, I'm just kidding. I, you know, I just, but I had, I was very unsettled and antsy and all kinds of things. And it was that summer, it was just this decision of like, either I'm going to take my business seriously at this point and I'm going to take it to the next level or I'm not. Right. And it was, it was just a moment. And I had a, some, I hired a coach at that point to talk through some various options, work through some of the things that were coming up. Um, and I really did decide to go all in on the training side of my company at that point. So I had started training uh, people to become certified online business managers And, uh, you know, I'd written a book and, you know, started an association and a couple of things as well around that time. But even when I was starting that, I was still kind of like, ah, just playing along in my mind. But that summer, it was really like, no, wait a minute, this is a serious thing. Like, I'm either going to take this business to the next level or I'm not. And it was very clear that, yes, I wanted to take this business to the next level. Um, And that became part of what happens at that point when we do want to build a business bigger than ourselves is to recognize that we can't keep doing it all on our own at that point either. Like part of what defines a business as being bigger than ourselves is the fact that it's too much for one person, right? right? Like for me up to that, those first 10 years of working solo in my company, uh, you know, I, I lovingly refer to myself as a recovering control freak as well, because very much spent in those first 10 years, me doing most of the work and, you know, I'm good at doing it and I could get things done. And I was, you know, felt really uh, involved and in control of everything and making those changes from 2009 and onwards, it required, all right, I had to start hiring team. I had to start running programs differently. I could, it was no longer just me doing my thing. It was like, there's people relying on me now on both the team side and the client side and, and just having to run things differently. It required this, this first and initial piece of like, what does it mean to truly be able to ask for and receive support along the way? What does it mean to no longer be the one that's doing everything all the time? Because, you know, again, that, that kind of recovering control freak side of me was like, I was really good at always being the one to swoop in and get things done and make things happen and save the day and all kinds of stuff. Um, So it really does require us in some ways to redefine who we are and what our role even is in our business. Yeah. So what advice, Tina, would you give someone who is ready to take that next step? Like they do see the bigger vision and they're like, okay, where do I even start letting go of some of that control? Like, do you have any advice for those people? 
Yeah, a couple of things. First, design your own role first in this. Um, I'm a big fan. When I work with clients and such too in this space, that's the very first thing we'll do, especially with team. People will often think, oh, I got to figure out who I need to hire next, right? Like, what is that role going to be? And what is that person going to do? And and we're looking at it through the lens of them. Um, I like to flip that around and look first at ourselves. Like, okay, what this next level of my business, this vision that I can see for my business, what does that vision require of me? What is that vision asking of me? Um, in my company and in the way I've run it now for uh, about a decade or so, my role is mostly about speaking, teaching, and writing. Like those are my three main things that the business is asking me to focus on. And it's asking me for those things from the perspective of like a marketing and outreach and promotion side of things, as well as in the way I work with clients. You know, I do a lot of teaching, uh, of teaching programs and coaching and, and various things like that. So knowing that my role needs to be built around those three things, then that starts to shine a light on like everything else has to go at a certain point, right? It's like, if I know my role, I call this the yes list when I'm working with clients. If I know what's on my yes list as I'm working towards this bigger vision, then that starts to shine a light on the things that need to come off my plate. Now, not to say they're all going to come off tomorrow because, you know, it takes time and there's budget and there's various things that come into play around getting help and hiring team and delegating and such. Uh, but when we have that, when we have our role that matches up with this vision that we've created, then we know what we're working towards. And, you know, a couple of, a couple of things I'll mention as well alongside that. Um, be very aware, like being a, you know, being that control freak, being the one where, I can jump in. I can do things. <laughs> I like to do things. Right. Um, it's, it's also being aware of, all right, where am I still continuing to do things just because it's a safety zone for me or it's a distraction for me? Um, that's one thing that can come up uh, quite often as well. And it's, it's one thing to delegate the things we don't like doing. Like that, that's usually the easier part, right? Like, oh my gosh, yes. If somebody hates tech stuff, like, yes, please get this tech off my plate. Or, oh my gosh, I don't want to do anything with like customer service or marketing stuff or whatever it is. Yeah. Delegating that stuff generally isn't that hard. But the things that we actually enjoy doing, um, those often become the ones that become our biggest barriers, our biggest blocks at a certain point. Because it may not be on my yes list to do some of this stuff as the CEO of my company. Um, but if I like doing it, it can be really easy to spend a bunch of time there to the point where I'm not able to spend time where I need to be as well. Yeah. And to that point, like we're talking about like hiring someone to do something that you're good at too. Like I know in the past, it's been so hard for me to let go of yeah. that control because I know that I can just do it really quick. Like yes. I can just fix it. I can just, it'd be easier for me to just do it than to explain it. But then that means that I'm stuck doing that, you know, forever until I actually take the time and patience to sit down and train someone 
you know, a few times so that they can understand exactly what I want. And then they can start to do it without me. So I know that's, that's been a struggle exactly. for me in the past. Yeah. And, and those are, th- that's sort of like the kiss of death right there. Like what you were saying, right? <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. oh, it's easier if I just do it. Or another one that comes up a lot is like, well, no one can do it as well as me. So I'm right? going to have to do it. Um, yeah. You know, there's all these things that go through our mind that make us keep doing the things that we're doing. And, you know, one of the, one, one thing I recommend is if and where we find ourselves in that space of like, oh, it's just easier if I do it. Like in the moment, it is always going to be easier just to do it. But then what's the cost of that, right? Like, let's say there's something that I'm spending an hour a week on. So in the moment, not that big a deal. I'm like, all right, it's just an hour. I'll get it done. Then next week, oh, it's just another hour. It's just another hour. You know, at the end of the year, I've spent 52 hours doing this thing. That is, you know, oh, it's just a quick hour a week type of thing, right? Whereas maybe, maybe because in the moment when we think about I got to train somebody, it's like, okay, I got to record a video. I got to write out some steps or a checklist. I got to talk this person through it. I got to whatever. Like, let's say that takes five hours to do all that stuff. In the moment, it's always going to seem like a pain in the butt. Like, well, I'll just spend that hour and do it myself. It's easier. It's quicker. I don't want to spend the five hours to, you know, lay all this stuff out and train somebody. So it does look like a waste of time in the moment. But when we look at it from that big picture perspective, it's like, okay, I spent five hours to save myself 47 hours this year. And that's just on one thing. Right. Right. Like another exercise I'll recommend that people do, especially once we're clear on that, that yes list, that role that matches our, our next level vision um, is just a taking inventory exercise. Like as we go through the week, make a list of all the things that we are doing, all the things that are on our plate that we're doing right now, all the things that we want to be doing but we're not not able to get to them because there's not enough time or we don't know how or whatever it is to just make a list of all the things. And after we make that list to go through it and, and just categorize like which of these things fit my yes list, which of these things don't. It can be scary sometimes <laughs> to find out how many things are on our plate that do not actually match the role of where we want to go next, who we want to be and where we want to go next. Oh, I love that exercise. That sounds so helpful. Yeah. Even good old pen and paper. You know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's the type of thing where you can just have a notebook beside us and through the week, like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And every little thing too, like, Oh, I'm just gonna, that just took me three minutes. Right. You know, it's like, again, these things add up. Totally. What, And I've been thinking about this, like, as we've been talking. So, like, what are some ways that we can identify, like, red flags in our life and our business? Like, how do we know when we need help and what can we actually do about that? When we are, when we find ourselves stuck and overwhelmed are usually the bigger red flags, right? So, stuck can show up in various ways. Stuck can mean, you know, I'm stuck with... I don't know how to make this decision or I'm stuck with trying to move through this certain problem and I'm not sure how to deal with it or I'm stuck at a certain level of income and I'm not able to get past that. Um, You know, those are anytime we're feeling stuck 
about something, that is a call to get help to get support in some fashion. That might mean the help of like a coach or someone to help us, you know, think through it and work through it. It can mean it can mean getting help in the business from a team perspective in some way. Um, I find it's, it's pretty rare that I'm able to get unstuck on my own. Like, I don't think any of us are meant to operate in a vacuum in that sense, right? Um, and then the overwhelmed piece, you know, again, this is another one, especially as a business is starting to grow, because another thing that will happen when we're considering, hey, do I want to take this business to the next level? A lot of times it's because we're full already at this current level. It's like, okay, I've got a lot of clients, I've got a lot of stuff going on, and I still want to grow the business, but I can't take on one more client. I can't take on one more project. I can't take on one more thing doing things the way I've been doing it already because I'm already full. I'm already busy. I'm already working too much. I'm already overwhelmed. Um, that's another That's another red flag to be looking out for. And, you know, even to like if we find ourselves, like we were talking about earlier, that hopping around piece a little bit as well. Like if we find ourselves kind of, feeling like we have the same challenges and we're never actually figuring them out. And then we're jumping to the next program or we're jumping to the next thing <laughs> or we're jumping around to the next, you know, whatever it is, trying to find another way to get through this. It, it circles back to what you were saying earlier. It's like, is this a strategy, a steps, a how-to problem, or is this more of like a deeper personal development? You know, let me dig in and take a look at what's really going on here. Problem as well too. Right. And I also think too, like about the life piece, I have noticed too, when I get overwhelmed at home, a lot of people forget that you can get help at home and that Ooh, you yeah. can offload some of that work, even just asking your spouse to help or your kids to help. I know that's been something that I've done is like asking my husband for help with errands. Like, I will just say, hey, can you return this for me, right? Or we have we made the decision a few years ago to hire a house cleaner. And that was something mm -hmm. that was really important to me because I wanted more time with our family and I didn't want to be spending all my time and energy and irritability, you know, around why is the house not picked up? Like yes. I just wanted someone to come in and do that. So I think so often we think delegating is only business related, but it's also life related too. Yeah, my very first hire in my business was to watch my kids for me, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, my girls, they were they were born while I've been in business. They're 13 and 15 now. But when they were baby babies, um, I remember my, my youngest or my oldest when she was still a baby baby. Because that whole idea of like work from home with your kids, it doesn't exist. Like you're either it's working. Difficult. <laughs> one, yeah, one's going to suffer for the other. Like <laughs> right. We suffer usually trying to juggle it all, but if we're trying to focus on work and not on the kids, that's a problem. Or if we're focusing on the kids and not on the work, you know, then the work might suffer. So that when my daughter, my youngest was about, I think she was about 11 months actually, or my oldest was 11 months. It was like, I remember starting with, okay, a couple of mornings a week, I'm going to take you to a day home. All right. Then it was like three mornings a week. And then like over time, just kind of edging up. <laughs> bit by yeah. bit. And then like you were saying with the, you know, my, I always say Wednesday is my favorite day of the week. Cause that's when my house cleaner comes. 
And it's like, you know, that brief moment when she (laughs) leaves and before the kids get home and I'm like, ah, the house is clean. Like it's such a good point because there's so much of being able to, when you were saying like irritability too, right? I mean, it's not just a time, it's also an energy thing, Totally. you know, and our day-to-day lives can like suck the life out of us as much as our business can. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So Tina, the last question that I wanted to ask you was how did you end up shifting from a control freak to the strong team leader that you are now? It's, it's been a, it's a, it's a bit by bit journey over time a little bit. Cause what we, what we need to learn to let go of does change with every new level of growth. Um, and so, I mean, my, my, the control freak thing of like what we were talking about already being able to really identify what should be on my plate, what should not be on my plate, you know, when we have that clarity, then if we're not taking steps to actually let go of certain things and start to get help, then that's where we know we, we may have some control freak kicking in here. And I know for me, it became a matter of, of really choosing the identity of who I am in my business. You know, one of my, one of my second hires, what my first hire was a VA. My second hire was a, an OBM, a business manager to help me run the business. And when her and I started working together years ago, it was interesting because I hit this point where you know, she jumped in the business and she took over the day to day and she was running the team and the projects. And it got to the point where people were going to her with questions and not me, um, including clients in some of our programs. Um, it, you know, also like the day to day, she knew more of what was going on than I did from a, you know, just kind of being involved in it perspective. And I had this moment of like an identity crisis of, okay, if I'm no longer this person who's like in the hub of every single thing that's going on here, then who am I? You know, who am I in this business? And and the coach I was working with at the time, thankfully, you know, he and I had a conversation around that. And it was really like, you get to just, you know, this is where you truly get to step up and become the CEO of the company, right? Like I had to learn to value myself, not just for the doing and not just for the, being in everything of it, I had to learn to value myself for being the one leading and, you know, being responsible and just stepping in at this higher level in the company. And truthfully, it it was, it was a bit of a challenge. I mean, if I hadn't been working with that coach at the time, I probably would have done something to sabotage it. Right. right? Like I probably would have like stuck my nose in there and messed things up somehow or micromanaged or whatever it is. I probably would have done something like that, that just caused the whole thing to blow up in some way. Right. So it's a tough thing to the, the control freak aspects of stuff. I mean, we can be, we can hang on to the doing a doing is the easiest thing to delegate right? Not to say it's always easy, but it's the first and simplest stuff to delegate. Um, Managing is a little bit tougher to delegate for some of us, like just being involved in the what's going on and when and who's getting what done and so on and so on. And then to start to delegate things like decision making and, you know, even delivery 
to clients, depending on, on how our business is structured and some of the higher level, you know, strategy and, and driving and such elements of the business, like each level of letting go of something like that, for me, has brought up another level of that control freakness, right? Like even recently, I've, I've had a team now for many years, but even recently, there's been some things around like, oh, I need to let these people on my team make these decisions. Like, you know, it's not about a, a doing or a managing or any of that stuff. It's like, no, I need to like get my nose out of this and <laughs> allow yes. them let them do their in. job. Yeah. And let them make decisions and let them be strategic and let them kind of come in even at these higher levels of some of the things that are going on um, in the day to day. And so it really is recognizing like, who do I want to be in my business? And then where am I getting in the way of that journey and being willing to do something about it when we yes. are getting in the way? Oh my gosh. I have so loved this conversation and I can definitely relate to a lot of what you're saying. Um, it is just something I think that like you mentioned, it's just a journey. It's ongoing. It's daily making the decision to, uh -huh. you know, kind of still invest in who that is that we want to become and always circling back to that and knowing that at any point you can change your mind and that's yes. okay. Yes. So I would love for you to share with everyone where they can connect with you and how they can work with you. What kind of things do you have available? Um, and I'll be, I'll be sure to link all this in the show notes also. Yeah. Um, TinaForsyth.com is my main website and people can reach out and connect with me there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram uh, under Tina Forsyth. And although Instagram, you're probably more likely to see pictures of my giant dogs and such. I'm at the stage where it's it's pictures of my dogs now, not my kids. <laughs> I love it. They're, they're older now, right? So the dogs are cuter. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my kids do it this same. Mom, you can't post pictures of me without my permission. Okay. Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I can respect that. Um, yeah. And, and there's a couple of things. I mean, I, I do coaching directly with people in particular around things like leadership and transition, transition from this idea of like, it's just me doing my thing, you know, maybe feeling like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders through to, okay, how do I build this business and run a business that truly can operate without us, which is not just about the freedom piece, the freedom and the time freedom is, is a nice part of that, but it's also about this real stepping into and owning our power at another level of the work that we're meant to bring into this world. I mean, that's another thing. If we're too caught up in the weeds, we're not making the impact that we're here to make, you know, essentially in our point. business. So I'll do some, I do some work and some coaching with people directly on that. And I also have a self-leadership program um, that I'm working on as well. That's going to be getting launched here in the fall. That's great. That's awesome. Maybe you can, we can get a link for like a wait list or something. Yeah. If you have that. Cool. Love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for this. It was absolutely incredible talking to you today. Yes. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. That was such an amazing conversation with Tina. I hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. I think Everything that she said just hit home with me and the fact that 
business is as much of a personal growth journey as it is a sort of strategic and tactical journey. I just thought that resonated so much. And, you know, I've been in business for over 10 years now, but really the past couple of years since I started the Purpose Gathering, this has been a huge personal growth journey for me. And so I can absolutely attest to the mental toughness piece and that resilience and constantly getting up when things get hard and not letting it hold you back, but using that failure as fuel, you know, just keep on pushing through. And so if that's you today, I want to continue to encourage you that entrepreneurship is difficult, but it is not something that we have to do alone. So if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a screenshot of it, share it out on Instagram and tag me at the purpose gathering and Tina at Tina Forsyth eight and share this with someone who might need some encouragement as well, thinking bigger picture for their business. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. For more resources and to become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to subscribe to the show and leave me a review on iTunes. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find the show. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this girl, and I can't wait until next time.